Please state your full name. Frank Castle. And you confirm that the statement you're about to give is not being coerced, that no amnesty or immunity for any crimes you've committed. <laughs> but offer a wide exchange for your testimony. Wow. You gotta cover your ass. I'm done here. Answer the question. No deals. No guarantees. Mr. Castle. Yeah. You served many years as a Marine Force recon. I did. But that isn't where you served your last mission. No. I was part of a covert CIA operation. It was called Cerberus. And what was the aim of Cerberus? The mission of Cerberus was to apprehend, interrogate, assassinate high-value targets in Afghanistan. There is no official record of any such mission. Come on, Donnie, you know why that is. Why would you ask me that? Look, I need it on tape. Okay, the reason why you haven't heard of it is because the whole thing was illegal. It's a private death squad funded by smuggling heroin out of Kandahar. Good? Okay, and who's running the show? Colonel Schoonover, Colonel Morty Bennett, and your guy Carson Wolf, all deceased. You killed them? I did. Well, not Bennett. His, uh, his friends did that. I guess you could say I put a target on his back. Target for who? The man in charge. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, Steve and I are here again, and we're doing Punisher episode 12, Home. Take it away, Steve. Well, this is great. I, I really love this episode, just overall. It was it was pretty gruesome, though. Um, the one thing that stood out to me right at the beginning as I, as I go through this, this brief synopsis is this had to be one of, I didn't get the exact timing of it, but this had to be one of, if not the longest cold open that we get of the season. Uh, I mean, there was a point where I had to stop it and back up and make sure I hadn't missed the credits because I was like, wait, this is, are we still, we haven't even rolled credits yet. Like we don't, we didn't even get our bluesy song guitar riff yet. Come on guys. I love that. And, uh, so we get this really long cold open where we have, uh, Madani. We pick up about if the, if the timestamp is correct on the cameras, we're picking up about maybe 30 minutes to half an hour or an hour after um, Frank and uh, Madani have met with Micro and his daughter, and they're being interviewed in the Homeland office. And so we have Frank there, and it, it almost I almost was wondering if this was going to be another one of those flashback kind of episodes where we were going to start at the end of the episode, and then they were going to show us how we built up to that. But then I remembered you know, the very end of the last episode, they had Madani there. And uh, so that's what, what's going on. And I really love that line by Frank where he, where she says, oh, we're going to, you, you're doing this so you can make a deal. And he's like, no, no deals, no, no, you know, no quarter, no amnesty. I'm not, I'm not looking for any special treatment. I'm just going to lay it all out for you, honest and truthful and um, let the chips kind of fall where they, where they may. Um, and so Frank and, and Micro, they're, they're, they're being interviewed by Madani, the, the uh, wife and the, the child and the daughter, and they set up this meeting because remember at the very end of the episode before the last episode, before Frank went to meet Micro with Madani, he had talked to Russo and uh, or Rollins, I can't remember which one he was actually speaking. Yeah, he was speaking to Russo on the phone, and Russo said, "Well, we'll trade you and Micro for his wife and son." Mm-hmm. And so we get that we get the idea that they have set this whole thing up, and Frank and Micro roll up to the 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 wharf in the war wagon, and they're they're doing this deal, and. Uh, Frank's wife, uh, not Frank's, uh, Micro's wife and son are doused in gasoline, and they start walking toward, and Frank keeps saying, just stick to the plan, just stick to the plan, and then out of nowhere, we have Madani and Homeland come rolling in, seemingly at the wrong time, like they seem they've messed the, the whole thing up, and Micro gets killed, Russo captures Frank, and takes him away to be tortured by Rollins and uh, eventually uh, through all that Frank is going to turn the tables on them and get his revenge on Rollins but then Russo escapes and that sets us up for the final episode which is going to be that final battle between kind of Frank and Russo to give you a little bit of information that intro that you were talking about was Six minutes and sixteen seconds. 
Okay, so it's still pretty long. Not I, there's been longer. Yeah. Uh, if you watch if you watch the TV show Scorpion, they have some long cold opens, like 12, 15 minute long cold opens on that show. But that's still six minutes is a long time to go yeah. before before we we get the credits. So. You know, other than previously on whatever and other shows. Right, but, right. You know, and this one in, in particular, they don't really recap what happened previously because with the Netflix shows, they just go right into it or where they left off before and or to give that key signature opening and then roll. Yeah, I like that about about Netflix is and, – and what they do a lot of times with their – if you've ever noticed, if you've ever binge-watched – a an older series on Netflix, you'll see that one of the things they do is they cut that previously on out. Like I, I noticed, I, I watched a few X Files episodes before I, I got fed up and went back to my DVDs. And Netflix would cut out that previously on, or or if there was, a, or with different series, they they leave that as an extra to where you can click on it to watch the previously on if you need to, but they let you skip right past it. Now they don't do that with NCIS though. NCIS, you got to watch everything. <laughs> so, but that's a whole other that's a whole other uh, show. But uh, a lot's been going on with this episode. Frank getting himself caught by Madani, and and then them trying to work, it, which actually blows my mind that actually Frank is laying everything out there on the line with her. He's very very honest and very truthful. Yeah, even to the point where uh, doesn't he? I, that's that's what I get for only watching it twice. He admits to her that he's the one that shot Zaire, right? Yes. Because because she talks about the fact that you're gonna you're gonna testify about Rollins killing Zaire, and I think he just comes right out and he says, "No, I shot Zaire." Yeah. You after, know, after that long interrogation, which spans for X amount of time, and it's at the very end, and you realize, and she her mouth just hits the floor. And yeah, yeah. It was it was very disturbing for the fact that it's like he's just gonna lay it flat out. This is what I do. This is who I am. This is what I've been doing. And then she she brought up that that whole Cerebus thing. Yeah, and uh, that tape. And he just whatever. It's like boom. Give you the information right there. I did it. Yeah, that was that was great. That whole thing about when she asked about his military service, and and she's like, he says that he was part of Operation Cerberus, you know, uh, out of Kandahar, and she says, well, that's not in your anywhere in your military record. And he's like, come on, Madonna, you know those records are all just falsified, and and now here's the truth, and and she's like, and and I love that she does state because again, I keep going back to this when I realized. Madani really is a cop. She's she really is a cop's cop. She wants to get all the evidence out there. She's like, well, Frank, it doesn't matter what you you need to say it. Just because you and I know it, you still have to say it for the camera so we have it on record as as being said that this was a black bag operation. This was a illegal operation that was being funded by heroin. That was, you know, she she says we need to get it all actually on tape. And he's like, fine. And, you know, so he, he admits all this stuff. And then when she gets to Micro, Micro is the exact opposite. He doesn't want to tell her anything because yeah. he, he wants to get his wife and son safe. So he's like, no, I'm not telling you. I'm not giving you all the information until this, you know, <laughs> until he, I know. It, it sounds like he's playing the whole Frank uh, attitude in the line. Yeah. They, they kind of reversed roles in certain ways. Where uh, Frank was very interrogative <laughs> with certain things exactly. and withholding, <laughs> and then I'll give you this, but you have to give me that. And yeah. now it's now it's quite the opposite. Where <laughs> it's like Frank, yeah, no, here it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's really the, the the quick, just a quick down and dirty of what the episode was about and where it brings us to. Um, but what is our? Let's get into our top five. Okay, uh, your number five. My number five is the plan. Frank keeps saying, and, and this is why I kind of wanted to get to this uh, because it, it, it involves a lot of really with the synopsis that that 
uh, I kept revising my my number five because we kept finding out different things about the plan. Like when I wrote this orig- originally, I just said my my number five was the plan, and uh, my my question was, what exactly is the plan? He keeps telling Lieberman, just stick with the plan, stick with the plan, and I'm like, well, what is the plan? <laughs> and obviously, we we finally get that uh, that we find out that Lieberman's death is is faked that they they shot him so that um micro knows that they're going to take him back to the hideout because of those those computers that russo saw in the last episode and they want to make sure that that they believe frank is the only one who can who can help them uh, shut those down so we see that frank that part of this plan was for frank to sacrifice himself he knew he was going to be captured he knew he was going to be tortured and probably killed um madani knows that that frank has messed it up and she wants to know what's really going on and micro says well i just we see that micro is just stalling for time and we realize that he's stalling for time because that's the plan he wanted to give frank enough time to to uh break i I put that in quotes because frank really didn't break under the torture he made them think that he that he had broke so that they would let him access the computer yeah he was just wasting time as it were but they actually were breaking him in some way he was going to that uh find that happy place and he was always going back and if you think about it as they were beating him up attacking him him and Roll uh it wasn't Billy that was hitting him it was more Rollins taking it out was, his aggression it, it was really more Rollins yeah definitely you know Rollins puts those gloves on and 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 Frank asks him whether well, is that the same pair you had in Kandahar or is it a new pair and so, or, or something like that. And, uh, then he, Frank taunts him that he hits like a girl and, uh, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it, it, we, I think we got, I think Russo did a little bit, but he, once he deferred to Rollins, it was like, it was all Rollins show to do the torture. Yeah. He didn't want to get his hands dirty is what it was, uh, with Billy. Russo was just there to watch and be a spectator, and mm-hmm. then, and I think in his in the back of his mind he knew that Frank was going to wind up taking out Rollins in the end. Oh, for sure. I, I think it was either it was either going to be that he knew Frank was going to kill Rollins and then he was going to kill Frank, or uh, that Rollins was going to end up. Um, I don't think he was ever going to let Rollins kill Frank. He no. was going to. He wanted to be the one to kill Frank no matter what, whether Frank took Rollins out or not. But I think he definitely uh, wanted, he, there was definitely that, that area that he, he had that, that gun that he was, that he kept holding Frank's gun that he had got under the, the from under the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, which that was another one of those really cool moments when, when Frank is rolling up to the table and we know the gun is under there and we know that micro had done that with him and, and that he hadn't found the, the gun. But as soon as micro rolled up there, he saw the gun. And so we're thinking, Oh, Frank's going to pull that gun out and he's going to, going to shoot everybody. But then Russo goes, Oh no, you know, I found that gun under there. And it's, it's almost like I, w- I really wanted Frank to say, well, yeah, you found the gun, but you didn't find a knife under my chair. You know, the knife that's taped under my chair that you've had me taped, you know, zip tied to this entire time. I thought that was kind of a cool uh, callback to the those, those first episodes. Yeah, definitely. All right. My number five is uh, Frank's interrogation by Madani. Uh, that was kind of long, like we were saying. It was, you know, it was pretty much most of the whole intro. Mm-hmm. But she was getting a lot of facts out of him out of Frank and he could always, and you could actually see the conversation between, uh, micro and his daughter too on the outside during that and how she is showing a lot of trust in him and her concern for Frank too. Uh, it seems like the family is very concerned for Frank, even, uh, even micro's wife. Yeah. They finally get her back and everything. <clears throat> she was concerned for Frank, and and you know, Micro was just like, no, Frank wanted that. He's happy where he's at. 
yeah, that that was an interesting conversation because she actually gets upset about the fact that that he, you know, he let Frank get captured and be tortured and probably killed. And uh, Micro says, no, that's this is what he wanted. This was his plan, you know, all along. And so she starts to to kind of understand. But uh, yeah, so basically my 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 thing, my huge top five was about that whole conversation between Madani and Frank and the little side story of the uh, the kid and, and it's showing them coming back together in some way. But uh, also the fact that Frank, you know, confessing and stating to Madani that he was out there and he was in Kandahar and he was the one that pulled that trigger. So that was a big bombshell. And then like we were saying before about how you know, with the Micro's interrogation and according to Frank's, you know, Micro is withholding and Frank is the one that's giving all the information and trying yeah. to comply, which is like <coughs> completely, it's like the uh, complete role reversals, which I loved. I love that yeah. idea. That's that's great. I like that you bring. That. I, I hadn't I hadn't thought about that when we were when we were talking about it earlier because you know I I focused more on on Frank's position and, and like that whole thing of I I loved when he said and I mentioned it earlier when he said no no deals no amnesty I know that I'm you know basically it almost sounds like he's resigning himself that he's going to go to jail that he realizes this that they're not going to let him just walk on this like. Even like he didn't really walk at the end of Punisher. They faked his death, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he realizes now that it's kind of all caught up with him. And he's like, well, I, I know that I've got to pay for my crimes, but I want to make sure they pay also. Very true. Yeah. Um, Very good. So you're number four. My number four, and, and you kind of touched on it briefly um, with your number five, was Micro's reunion with his family. Um with his with his daughter there at the beginning, we talked about it a little bit in the last the last episode that interaction between them in the van uh, when when she, when he's really being a dad to her, and we see more of that here and as he has that reunion later on with with his wife and she kind of is beating on his chest because and he doesn't realize that she's now seen him die twice. Really, because she was in, and and they never really touched on this. But and maybe I'm I'm pretty sure I remember she was behind Wolf. We kind of see the camera on her when Wolf shoots him, and he falls into the river. You know, there's a cop that kind of pulls her out of the the way there. Maybe she didn't actually see what happened, but she from that vantage point, she's definitely going to know. And then, of course. This time he's shot right in front of her and his son, and they think he's dead. And then for him to show up alive, and and I, I just really liked that uh, that whole that she is kind of betrayed, but at the same time she's relieved that he's alive. And uh, I, I got I got a little choked up during that whole that yeah. whole thing when, especially when all four of them were finally together again. Yeah, especially when she started slapping the hell out of him. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love you. Oh, smack, smack, yeah. smack. And why, I was... why did you do this to us and your family? <laughs> I, I was really surprised that his son wasn't a little more antagonistic than than he was. Like, I would have thought with his attitude that he might have been more. But I think also understanding that that. He also understands that they were rescued, that his dad helped rescue them from these guys who had kidnapped them. And so he had that same relief uh, as well. Uh, so it was uh, – the whole thing with those four, that reunion was really was really good. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if we're going to see more of it, if they're going to give us some more of it in the last episode. I don't remember um, – if it was dealt with very much, but uh, we definitely got got some closure with it here in that we see that. And like you said, then she asks about Frank and uh, the daughter asks about Pete. And um, so, yeah, really, really good. Well, the way you would think about it, this is a continuing story between uh, Micro started this by taking in Frank to utilize mm-hmm. him for what he needed to get done with the whole uh, – the Kandahar thing and Cerberus situation. Now that's kind of 
resolved. Now it's more focused on Frank's story of where, you know, he's dealing with Billy. Right, and, right. And, and all that. And now it's all boiling down to what he was dealing with before, like just after, or I would say just before Kandahar. Mm-hmm. And, and, and dealing with Billy with throughout this whole time. And now it's like he needs to put uh, pretty much a knife in him. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, we won't know that until the last episode. It's like, right. you know, I binge watched these when they first came out. And that was back in, what, October or something. Right. So now it's like now this is a rewatch. And it's almost as if it's fresh because it's never completely fresh in your mind. Yeah, well, and I'm the same way. I, I binge watched it, you know, I think in December before we started podcasting, about maybe two or three weeks before we started podcasting on it. I binge watched the whole thing. So I, I, I know where it ends up. But like you said, I'm now further removed from this last episode that I don't remember all that that went on. I don't remember, you know, so it's it's I am going to go into it kind of fresh, uh, uh, ready to see what what happens next. I'm I'm excited for it. So cool. So, uh, my number four, uh, mm-hmm. Frank's dream with his wife, it, basically how it kept him focused during the time when he was being pretty much beaten up while, uh, you know, wasting time with Rollins and Russo, uh, and it, he would always go back to that, you know, find a safe place, find a same safe place. And I think of it, of, of this, where, what his wife says at the very end. Where's home, Frank? Where's home? What is their home, meaning the war or what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Where's here, war, you know, home? And that meaning his family. And I was thinking, okay, as he was going through this, he was starting to feel his life slipping in some way. Because mm-hmm. they're literally beating the crap out of him, the life mm-hmm. out of him. Oh, yeah. So it's it's kind of like her trying to say hey where's home those thoughts and that history of you killing or in the now right now so i i think that's where and and, and, and at the very end obviously everybody who's seen this he you know micro is there and he's trying to revive him and he goes where are you where are you and he and he's like you know he used to call me a son of a bitch Tell me how to kill you, and yeah, and he doesn't wake up, and then the wife is in there, and he's she's in his head and the deep, you know, thoughts of his mind, and he winds up uh, coming through, and he sees Micro, and Micro's, where are you? And he goes home. So yeah, I, I had a question about that whole some of that that stuff that was was going on, and I know that we we've probably seen in, in other movies and television shows and in books and stuff where they talk about that when you're when you're being tortured to try to find that that place that you can go to that separates you from the the torture and the pain and everything. Do you think that that conversation he had with her about the fact that he was going to stop? And that he was going to to come home. And we know that he told Billy that in the tent. He said, "I'm done. I'm I'm separating or whatever, and going back." Was that a real conversation that he actually had was able to have with his wife, or do you think that was just a a hopeful conversation that he never did actually get to have with her? I think that was the- a hopeful conversation because he never even got to have that. I don't think it was a memory. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at it, it it's kind of shrouded in that whole misty kind of uh, filming. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the room is not really a room. It's just a bed. And it's just yeah. an open space. Like uh, he's stuck in a dream world. Right. And, and it's I, definitely in his head. So I, I, I can get that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was my number four. Okay. Uh, my number three is uh, Rollins and Russo, we, we learn a lot about their relationship together. We, we know some separate things. We know that in the last episode, Rollins offered to give him up, that uh, he was going to basically, he, he had all the documentation. We find that out in this episode as well. He actually tells Russo, I have all the paperwork and everything that puts this all at your feet, that blames this all on you. And that's that's almost the point where I think Russo kind of flips in his mind and realizes that, okay, I can go ahead and let Frank 
kill him and then I'll kill Frank and then this whole thing will be done and I'm I'm done with it and but that whole relationship between them about Rollins making him think or at least definitely thinking that Russo is where he is because of what Rollins has done for him and that Russo kind of owes him for that and there's probably some truth, a little bit of truth to that, but also at the same time, Russo throws back at him that, well, I saved your life in that tent. Frank would have killed you if I hadn't pulled him off. And so they have this mutual kind of thing to where, you know, both of them are uh, are, are kind of playing against each other uh, kind of thing. I, I just I really, really found that whole that whole interaction between the two of them. Uh, interesting, especially as they got closer to the end, as Rollins got more frantic, and as Russo basically lets Frank kill him. You know, uh, yeah, it, it, you you knew it was going to come to that point. So mm-hmm. they they were definitely coming to that head at that point, especially when Rollins injects Frank with the adrenaline. Yeah, I, that that kind of turned that kind of uh, backfired on him a little bit, don't you think? Because uh, uh, of course he didn't know that Frank's that that Russo had had clipped Frank's hands free uh, from the back of you know in, in the back of the chair, but uh, it kind of backfired on him, giving giving Frank that little little jolt of adrenaline there. <laughs> so uh, we're on to my number three. Yes. Uh, Number three for me would be Billy and Frank talking uh, loss of honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, that whole what you've done, how you've done it between back and forth between Frank and Billy. And Billy is not really, you know, he's showing more of the, uh, you know, the oppressor. He's trying to make it look like this is Frank's wrongdoing. And, yeah. and, and Frank just spitting everything back at him. Uh, one quote that Billy makes during that, which uh, I have, uh, "Your revenant, you're a revenant walking the earth, completely unaware that you're already dead." Wow! Yeah, that was powerful, wasn't it? Yeah, there was some key words in there that I, I picked that I, I, you know, I, 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 I took away, and it's it was like it was one of those that kind of like dig right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whoever was writing it really got the dialogue really well for that. Uh, they needed to, especially during the interview process, like with the interrogation process yeah. with uh, Madani and uh, Frank and, and Micro. Um, because yeah, that's, she was really good at that, too. Yeah, and that's also, you know, it's, it's during that conversation that Frank asks uh, Russo if he was there. Were you there the day my wife and child were killed or something like that? And Russo basically says tells him that he wasn't. That if he had been there, Frank would be dead. That he he would have made sure Frank was dead uh, with his family on that on that same day. I thought that was an interesting. Uh, I had that actually in my notes. Is that that Russo telling him that no, if I had been there though, you would be gone as well. Or I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but actually no. Uh, Frank asked him flat out, "Did you kill my family?" Right. Right. And that that was like flat out and it's kind of like how he was talking during the interrogation of like giving you know how he feels Mm -hmm. he needed the information himself but he was also giving information and not caring right well yeah and just the the point was that that i found it interesting that 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 russo told him it just it stood out to me the fact that yeah he wasn't there he wasn't the one that killed his family he knew about it and if he had been there yeah he would have done frank in yeah definitely And it showed a, a Billy's true hatred towards Frank, and mm-hmm. it's been going on since Kandahar. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's that's interesting that you bring that up because the same the same kind of thing of was there some jealousy there because you know, Frank Frank points out to him, especially once Frank tells him that the stuff is being broadcast. He says you're going to lose everything. Or it, at first, Frank, when he's talking about the honor thing, he tells him, you know, it was all about the money and the cars and the women for you. And then at the end, he's like, you're going to lose all that. I'm going to make sure that's all taken away from you. And so uh, Billy really gets even more angry at that point, and that's when he's about to kill Frank. And of course, he stops because Homeland breaks into the facility. Hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, they they came in while the girl was hacking, and uh, mm-hmm. you know she was in the other, uh, you know that little cubby hole where yeah. the micro used to stay. And yeah, uh, oh, yeah, that, that's inter- it's interesting you say that because I was gonna I was gonna ask you that if you what you thought about that because she she actually does say right before Homeland breaks in she says that she's done and Billy tells them to pay her her money and get her out of there. And then it's the very next moment when we have Homeland breaking in. So I wonder what happened to that girl, if she was killed in the crossfire, if she was able to sneak out. But we don't really see her again. So that's uh, – uh, I had her in my notes as well, the, the, the hacking – the computer hacking woman. Hmm. So I just, I just remember that, that, that Billy said pay her and get her out of here or something, something like that. Uh, to his men, and it's then it's the very next scene. He's he's approaching Frank, and we hear Homeland breaking in, and then Billy's got to try to escape. So, hmm. you're good. Um, good. I, I've got a little bit more in my number one when we get to my number one about honor, uh, <laughs> okay. but I've got a whole lot more notes about the whole honor, the whole well, honor thing. Good thing, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, my number two though, and we talked, we've already talked a little bit about it, but I want to touch on a couple things. Is is that whole torture scene? There, there is a statement in there, and I can't remember who makes it, but I had it in my notes that said "every man breaks," um, and we've we've heard that. You know, if you've watched many movies and and things about this, you know that that they say that a lot. Every everybody breaks at some point. You're gonna you're gonna break, no matter how tough you are. Um, uh, the thing with the tooth that weirds like mouth stuff weirds me out. Like I can't. When he spits the tooth out, and and when people spit <laughs> blood or or stuff out of their mouth, that's just one of those things that makes me go. Ugh. So when he when he spit his tooth out, I kind of was like, Ugh, really? Do we have to see that? You know, of of all the things we saw in this episode, that's the thing that I'm like, did he have to spit his tooth out? Um, but uh, and and then we already talked about uh, his uh, his memories and his thinking about his wife. Uh, to help withstand the the torture, I thought that was uh, that that was a really cool kind of way for him. And then and then, like you said, we already talked about at the end that whole back and forth between him and in his mind about is he going to just go ahead and give up and die and go be with her, or is he going to keep on living? Where is his home? Is his home with the dead, or is his home with the living? And and like you said. We we have micro asking him where are you, and we get that very last word of the uh, the, the the episode is home. Is he he says that home, and we get the idea that we know that he's re remonikered himself, relogoed himself with the Punisher logo. So maybe in some respects, maybe the idea is that he's fully in to this this Punisher persona now, and that's where his home is. Cool. So that was my number two. What was your number two? Uh, it would be the trade-off. Uh, well, what was it in the beginning? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh, with the uh, micro's wife and son, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, and with Frank and Micro for uh, you know, getting them free, and the whole thing with the gas tanks strapped around their backs and them stabbing them. And lighting the lighter fluid and all that was so well conceived as an idea. And he goes, "No, that it's just for show." And yeah, keep with the plan. And like we were saying, you were saying before uh, about it, we didn't know what plan it was, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's foreshadowing that I thought it's like, okay, you got to think. Okay, this is a show. They're gonna do something sneaky. So yeah, they're gonna have somebody try to play dead. And I, I saw that coming a mile away, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, I'm good for you. But, uh, you know, I I liked the idea, and I thought, I'm like, they can't kill him. They, they right. set his wife and kid free. They're not going to do that. But the the way it planned out and the way it, uh, it worked out in the actual scene, and you see them coming in, as soon as I saw the police come in, I'm like, yeah, forget it. That's it. Yeah, th- <laughs> this is a setup. But uh, nice. the fact that uh, Frank let himself get caught and mm-hmm. left the tracker uh yeah was, was pretty cool for the fact that it's like you knew that it was on frank's terms and this is what he wanted to do yeah and and micro tried but he really did because madonna's like i know he he 
uh, how why did Frank dump the tracker and 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 Micro's like, well, I could have just fell out, you know. <laughs> and Donnie's like, no, I know this is. A, uh, did you think it was interesting that that Russo was not on the ground, that he was up in the sniper position? No, I, I, I he's a coward. Okay. So I, I had a funny feeling he was, you know, it's like I, the reason why he was doing that is so he didn't get his hands dirty and he wouldn't get caught. If, if they had, were able to nab all those other guys that he was using from his team right. to uh, do the, the trade, then he wouldn't get caught. So sure. that way he, he has like, I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and possibly, possibly maybe because. He figured if Frank, if he was on the ground and Frank saw him, Frank would just go would just go straight to killing him and and be done with it. So maybe that was another reason why he didn't want to be down on the ground. So that's yeah, a possibility. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we are to my number one. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's we already talked a little bit, about it, but I've got a bunch more notes on this whole thing about honor. And I, I love. I'm going to go back again to what Avellino brought up a couple couple episodes ago when he talked about all the different betrayal. Um, we've kind of gone to this this question of honor now, um, and there's a, there's a lot of talk. You know, Frank, you've already we've already talked about the fact that uh, Frank says that Russo dishonored himself uh, by taking Rollins' money. Uh, Micro says he he's not going to dishonor Frank by giving him up to Madani. Um, Frank uh, believes that he can't be redeemed, and so he's doing the honorable thing by sacrificing himself. Uh, there's a lot of that that concept of honor and redemption uh, going on throughout this that I, I really thought was uh, was really good. It was a good episode for that for us to see all those different things. As like I said, just a couple episodes ago, we saw all the different betrayals, and now we're seeing all of those people or some of those people trying to uh, get that honor back. You know. Yeah. So I, I really like that. I especially like that 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 thing when when Madani is trying to get Micro to give up Frank, and he finally it's not until I think it's when he's talking to the wife and he's looking at how long it's been that he finally realizes, okay, now it's been long enough that that now I can tell them where he is because he knew they were at the hideout. Um. Or, or I'm assuming that that, that was part of plan, uh, Frank's plan is that he knew, okay, Micro, more than likely they're going to take me and they're going to take me to the hideout and that's where they're going to do all this stuff. So you wait until you think it's been enough time for me to get them to start letting this broadcast out. And then – and that's when he goes to use Madani's computer and he's got her password and he's logging into her system. And she's like, you've got my password? And he's like, well, you better be glad I have your password now because of this. And he shows her the video feed of Rollins torturing Frank. And she, that's when Micro says, okay, now you can go get him because now we have what we need to actually seal as if – the the information the the eyewitness testimony from Frank the testimony of the video um, all that wasn't enough we need to get one more thing because even Rollins said it uh, a couple episodes ago or maybe it was this I think it was the the last episode when Rollins was talking to the the woman the CIA director and he says well it's already been declassified that the CIA was selling heroin to you know, finance the war. The world knows about that. We've already taken that hit. So, but then she's like, but you were doing going far beyond that. You were torturing and murdering people and that's not okay. So, uh, they, they really wanted to get that more evidence in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that would be my number one. Number one. Uh, well, definitely the ending scene with Frank being, Pummeled, <laughs> yeah, and uh, attacked by. It wasn't Billy, but it was Rollins. Yeah, oh yeah, Rollins. Just when he, you know, the, that whole thing about we talked about when Frank had that knife taped to the underside of the chair, and he he stabs Rollins in the shoulder with that knife, and mm-hmm. then I think it's Russo who pulls that knife out, and they they put Frank back in the chair. And that's when Rollins gives him that shot of adrenaline, and then Russo clips his hands free, 
in in the back. So, yeah. Sorry, I just hijacked your number one. No, 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 no. It was. In, I found it very interesting for the fact that it, it, if you watch the scene play out, it's just Billy taking a back seat to the actual action that's going on, which is Rollins taking out years of aggression on Frank. Mm-hmm. Because he had a vendetta against Frank. He did not like him. He did not like everything that he was doing against uh, what Frank was doing against Rollins. So Rollins was felt, this is my way of vindicating myself. You mutilated me. Look at my eye. Hey. And then, of course, what does Frank do <laughs> after he gets snipped <laughs> yeah, oh. off? He just goes Bruce. chomp, chomp right on an ear and, <laughs> and face. Yeah, so, and then he does the thumbs. He does the thumbs in the eyes thing. The, that was the very oh, end, oh. and that was like, oh my god, that was something out of Evil Dead, and yeah, and, oh. <laughs> the original. And I, I was just like, oh my god, that was so intense, and how he just took him out. It was just like that was just so extreme. But you know, Frank was pumped up on adrenaline. But that whole mm-hmm. scene in itself, and the amount of blood that was going on, and even with, you know, Frank was stabbed at that time too. At yeah. one point, so it's like. He he's hurting, he's ailing, and he's still trying to fight for himself. And then he gets pumped full of adrenaline, and it just throws him into overdrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, you know that that scene in itself was you know that was the best for me. Yeah, maybe yeah, because I, of the action. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was it was it was gruesome. Like I said, I, I it was it was rough to watch, but it was definitely good. We we're it's good to see Frank be Frank. Um kind of that that same thing so yeah really good i had uh the only other thing i had was uh, i i loved we talked a little bit about that that uh micro talking to frank and telling him to wake up and and then finally when frank opens his eyes and looks at him and before uh micro asks him where are you he says the quote that i i think is the quote that i love is just oh you big scary you beautiful scary man <laughs> you know you scary beautiful man he says it like two or three times he's just like oh you're scary beautiful and i love you you know that whole thing of of just realizing that Frank is back, and uh, uh, but I just love that you you scary beautiful man. Um, well, especially I, when he says big scary beautiful man, which yeah, he's not. Exactly. He's, if you look at Micro standing next to Frank, Frank's actually short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, really. Uh, but there was one thing that uh, there was one cool thing that Micro had stated. Uh, it was to Madani. It was during the. Um, the actual uh, interrogation or just during it and then her coming out to micro talking about Frank and she, she goes, can't, can't you talk some sense into him? And, you know, can't you get, you know, like, and then, you know, Michael just looks at her. He goes, uh, Frank doesn't really play well with others. Yeah, I love that. That whole thing of, <laughs> of uh, yeah, she's just like, he's he's going to do what he's going to do. And I, I'm not really going to be able to, to do anything with that. So. I liked it. I liked it. That's pretty cool. All right, cool. So there's uh, a few things that I have uh, for comic news. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, we are part of the Next Level Podcast Network, and DC Primetime is one of them. I'm not sure if Ben actually mentioned this on his podcast but uh this came up on my feed earlier today uh about the new death of superman cartoon they're actually redoing it um years ago they already did it with like Anne Haysha as Lois Lane uh I forget who did the voice uh but this time they're actually going to do it in the in the idea of being try to be true to the actual comic book where they're going to do uh the actual death of superman um and then uh, they're going to do that with a follow-up, a sequel, which usually is uh, when Superman returns, in a sense. Uh, I think it's Revelations. I'm not sure exactly of the title. But uh, it, it's when uh, – but he does return at the very end, obviously. But uh, where the different incarnations of Superman happen, where y- you see different people trying to play up as if they are Superman. So uh, the, the, I found that's very interesting today because, uh, you know, they had Doom, uh, Superman Doomsday at one point. And Super, Superman Doomsday was done, I don't know how many years ago, 
but I still have it. But I thought it was okay, but they just try to combine all those stories into one movie. And apparently it didn't sit well with a lot of comic book fans. So uh, I saw that today, and uh, I thought that was something cool to bring up. So we have something to look forward to in August when that comes out. Very cool. I was uh, I was reading um, Despicable Deadpool today. Uh, I started picking that comic up, and uh, it's uh, this this current issue that I just finished reading before we started recording was uh, him fighting with Captain America. And I guess, uh, and, and again, I'm just now picking back up with comics, and I haven't really kept up with the Marvel universe. But I guess there was, a, I guess in just like kind of in. Uh, what happened at the end of winter was it Winter Soldier, uh, when all those Hydra Hydra agents were found in Shield and they kind of disbanded Shield. I guess that's kind of happened in the comic books as well. Yes. And um, so Captain America is kind of loosely running things or something. And uh, I guess there's an evil Captain America out there that's in prison or something and uh, uh D- deadpool kept calling him stevel i thought that was uh, i thought that was pretty funny he kept, he kept talking about stevel and uh um so that was a, it was an interesting issue and it looks like uh, now it's coming to a head where uh, a lot of the marvel universe is going to try to kill deadpool in the next episode coming up and uh, the other comic book i've started reading that uh, i liked and I, I read it years and years ago when when top cow had released it originally, and there was a TV show with a, a woman named Yancey Butler uh, and a while back, and that's a, a comic book called Witchblade that uh, I, I really like. It's got, an, it's got an interesting mythology to it. To the, it's this uh, um, Basically, it's like a supernatural armband that has an intelligence, and it, it binds itself to different women throughout history. And uh, like there's there's um, references to Joan of Arc that she may have had this witch blade, and it was it's just a, kind of an artifact kind of thing that's got a, a bit of a supernatural attached to it. So I started reading that comic book. It's it's got three issues in now uh, of a new run from Top Cow, and I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's pretty good so far. Yeah, there's a, a lot of things out there. Uh, the only thing I actually subscribe to as far as Deadpool would be. Uh... Spider-Man and Deadpool. That's okay. the only one I really pay attention. It's like everything else. It's like you could run on so many different, <laughs> different oh, yeah. comics. I, and you, it'd be never-ending. And you'd be like, at the end of the week, it's like, why did I spend almost $40 yeah. in comic books? Right, exactly. But yeah, you, you, you got to pick I was, and choose your battles. There's like four Deadpool, um, uh, different Deadpool titles that are out right now, or three, I can't remember. There's several Wolverine titles, and I just saw an ad in this in this current Deadpool. There's a, there's going to be a future Wolverine, a female Wolverine coming out that's like in a future universe or something. I don't know. It's, uh, it could have um, been, well, it could have been um, Wolverine's daughter. Uh, yeah, they're calling her Laura, is what they're saying. It's I don't have yeah. the issue in front of me. Yeah, uh, it's up it. to about it's up to about issue thirty three or something like that now. So I, I think so. It's it's been running for a little while, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. If uh, a lot of those fans that are out there that actually saw uh, the Logan movie, Laura is the uh, offspring. Oh, the, the little uh, girl. Yeah, of okay. of Logan. Uh, okay. They used his gene, and, right? And they put that into her, so his genes are in her. So theoretically, she is his daughter, but right. she has two claws, and. Like and foot claws, like a, hmm. a claw in each foot. So okay. uh, it, you know, it, it had to do something with uh, how the uh, the animal kingdom works. But that's why she has those. But yeah, uh, so she it, takes over pretty much because they ended uh, Wolverine a long time ago. They killed him off about like four or five years ago. Yeah, now they've got Old Man Logan in versus Deadpool is is one of the titles that's out there, and I'm not sure if that's a flashback or an alternate universe or something but yeah it's alternate but yeah um <laughs> did you get a chance to read oblivion song yet yes yeah and uh, uh oh my god i i like it it's slow going but uh it, it gave me that whole philadelphia experience vibe in some ways <laughs> okay uh where it's like a different town but i i've it's like i felt like i've i've read this kind of story before but uh the fact that the main character goes back out looking for his brother 
and mm-hmm. then trying to do what he can to get other people and other uh, people who are surviving in that dimension and that yeah. dimension part of Philadelphia. And then, uh, to me, I I really am looking forward to the uh, the next issue. So. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I should hopefully it'll, it'll get picked up in my uh, my subscription at the comic book shop that I go to here. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I, I enjoyed it. I'm uh, I'm a little intrigued by the the couple that came back or the the um, because you know we they had that little scene there in the Oblivion world where apparently there is there's some sort of civilization there because people are trying to figure out you know what's going on and and I don't know if it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out uh, I, I may have to read issue one again before issue two comes out so I could uh, get fresh on it it should be here in the next few weeks I think yeah definitely uh, well usually within the next month so mm-hmm. probably another week or two next week Sunday is the first which is easy yeah and then, you know, within that week or the following week, usually, yeah. uh, we'll probably try to keep it in uh, the same path as uh, The Walking Dead, because usually that's within the first week of oh, every month. month. Okay. So, yeah, and then now that uh, Injustice has been done and over with, he has one less comic to overrun. So that's pretty cool. Right, okay. Cool. But uh, in other news, uh, you know, the Infinity Wars trailers were released, like the third one came out which was really good a lot of people are happy with it i'm happy with it it looks good but uh i'm even more excited for the deadpool 2 trailer that uh, that came out we're we're gonna get to see depender again um and it looks like uh it's it's gonna be pretty pretty intense josh brolin playing cable uh, i i'm excited for this one I, I i think i even when i put it out to the facebook group the facebook page i said i'm i'm even more excited for deadpool 2 than i am for infinity war <laughs> but <laughs> i like i like that character deadpool and and uh, uh i i'm i'm excited to see it i like tj uh uh weasel the guy that plays weasel is is really good and uh so i'm i'm, I'm excited to see that those those characters are, are coming back so spoilers if you haven't seen the the trailer yet shame yeah. on shame <laughs> on you if you haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, well there, there's also talk about uh an x-men dark phoenix uh trailer popping up sometime soon because that is scheduled and slated for release in november but we haven't really seen much of anything so, yeah i remember hearing about it i, I wonder i wonder because isn't that's another one of those origin stories that has has changed over the years hasn't it because i remember i i can't remember it was the 80s or the 90s when i originally remember that whole dark phoenix storyline coming out and that um what i remember and i could be misremembering it was that they thought she had died and then about a year goes by in the comics about a year goes by before they discovered that the crawl had actually snatched her out of the plane before it exploded because she had had as dark phoenix when she had to release her power she had gone out and destroyed one of the crawl worlds and so they captured her as a as a war criminal and that was discovered by the x-men later on uh and that was one of the origin stories of the dark phoenix was just that she kept having that power and she had to go out into space to release it Hmm. and uh then i've heard it's changed over over time so uh it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that character and are they getting a different actress to play it because famke jansen's getting a little uh no no uh they're just still playing it off with the uh the same cast of characters that they had from uh the first class on you know when okay. they had mcavoy as uh professor xavier okay so, uh what's her name who's in game of thrones the blonde um seriously okay. not, not seriously so not not Marsden and and Jansen because wasn't it J- Marsden played James Marsden played Cyclops mm-hmm. and Amke Jansen was Jean Grey. Yeah, that and, was the original. Yeah, those were those were the original X Men right. from the Singer stage. Uh, now this is starting a new path, but right. uh, there's been speculation because now that uh, I think Fox, some of Fox's stuff mm-hmm. was bought out by disney so now since they're taking over maybe there'll right. be a delay and what's going on yeah the, who knows if they are taking advantage of that yeah i'm trying to look it up to see if i can f- find out who it is that's playing that uh that role and i'm not finding it so 
Uh, like I said, she she plays uh, what's her name? Stark, the blonde one. Uh, <laughs> you would think I'm a Game of Thrones fan. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jennifer, not, not Jennifer Lawrence. That's Raven. Uh, oh, Sophie. Oh, Sophie Turner. Yes. Oh, the girl, the little girl. That's the the little girl. Sophie she's Tur- not a little girl. She's tall. well. She's not a little girl anymore. But <laughs> Sophie, yeah, Sophie Turner. She's the one who's playing Jean Grey in the Dark Phoenix one, and she plays Sansa. Sansa Stark in the in Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. yeah Sansa. That's that's the name. Damn. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, also too, it's like they they issued out like the the new Mutants trailers too a while back, mm-hmm. and you got not only um, just the one who played Sansa, but you you got her sister playing uh, as uh, Wolfsbane in New uh, New Mutants, and that's oh, wow. geared more towards almost like a horror movie setting. Which I think is interesting because I always like that. I just pr- hope they bring in uh, the biomechanical. Uh, uh, it's pretty much an alien, but you know they bring him in as like a mutant, and uh, I-, I loved him uh, in in the original comics as a kid. I I have them. I have the- actually have the graphic novel somewhere too. Oh wow! But uh, you know it's it's funny. I kept all my graphic novels. A lot of the earlier stuff I kind of got rid of over time. And uh, my my hope my hope and feeling is that they actually do a great acquisition, which would be and putting it out would be Alpha Flight, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Right. Yeah. Uh, wow, Alpha Flight—that's another blast from the past. Yeah. That, uh, I, I've not kept up with with that that comic book either. So. <laughs> well, very good. Next week, the the last episode of. Punisher, Memento Mori. I'm, uh, uh, I'm excited to get to it and uh, and see where we go from here. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. So we'll wrap up this and say thank you, everybody, for uh, listening in. Thank you for listening to Panels to Pixels. And uh, do keep in mind, listen to the other podcast shows that are on the Next Level Podcast Network Radio. Like I said... I am definitely a DC primetime listener and friend <laughs> of Ben Beck. So uh, listen to his and then listen to the actual uh, celebrity interviews that they do. Ben's got his 100th coming out, or it's already came out. But I think it just came out, yeah. Yeah, it came out. And, uh, you know, he at first he had John Wesley Shipp, which was the original Flash. And then uh, a second part is uh, Tom Welling. So, uh, oh, I, nice. I'm yeah, definitely I, have to listen to that one. Yeah, I, I started listening to the general 100th that, uh, that he had done, which went over everything that's, you know, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and everything else. But, uh, you know, I always listen for Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. But they also talk about Arrow, Green Arrow, and, uh, uh, Supergirl. But, uh, you know, but uh, the next two that are out that are coming out definitely is John Wesley Shipp and uh, Tom Welling. And I I recommend that to anybody because uh, Ben was uh, trying to push for somebody special. You got two special guests, which were awesome. Um, I was trying to push for others for him. Uh, I was hitting hitting Twitter up for Kevin Smith or Chris Hardwick. And if you guys out there are interested in hearing Ben do something like that, please do so. Just hit up Kevin and say, hey, get Ben back to do your interview. It would be great. <laughs> Very so, cool. But uh, thank you again this week. Uh, Good night, everybody. I was subscribing to the DC Primetime uh, podcast myself, so checking it, checking it out. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening, and come back next week. All right. Thank you, guys, and good night. Good night.